Welcome to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series. This podcast presents topical global business stories that affect Bermuda. Series host Shivani Seth interviews business leaders and experts in finance, insurance, reinsurance, risk, accounting, and other business services. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the RG Navigate Business Series. I'm Shivani Sait and I'm your host. Today I'm very excited to welcome two guests from the in- Institute of Directors, Michelle Cardwell, the Chair, and Danielle Riviere, the Executive Director. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to this topic because it's a topic I feel that is not talked about enough on the island. I think I'm right in saying that, Michelle. Um, and we'd like to find out a lot more. So please tell me, you know, tell me about the Institute of Directors in Bermuda, the roles that you both play. So the Institute uh, started in 1991. So it's an established organization that's been around for a while. It kind of went on a hiatus for a little while and in 2012 uh, came back in full force after um, Rochelle Simons and Roger Gillett decided that it was something needed on the island as we looked at how companies were uh, sourcing directors and being able to find qualified individuals. So the organization has a, a long-standing history in Bermuda and has been able to establish itself as an organization built around ensuring best practices and governance. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's a wonderful organization that really looks at providing training uh, and ensuring that individuals are qualified and have the information required, as well as networking, which I think is a big part of relationship building yes. within uh, governance and directorships. Okay. And the roles that you play, so that was Danielle speaking right yeah, there, so, so maybe introduce I'm yourself. <laughs> I'm the executive director uh, at, at the IOD. I've been there since January 2021, so not very long. Um, and it, I really am just the oversight person. I provide okay. kind of all of the guidance. I am the one, you know, getting trainings booked. Uh, I have a wonderful member support coordinator, Charlene White, and the two of us are really looking at delivering against the strategy that the organization has set forth, which is ensuring that there are individuals qualified in Bermuda to sit on directly directorship, sit, sit on boards and directorship positions who have a very clear understanding of their roles and responsibilities. Okay, and Michelle as the chair. Great, I'm Michelle Cardwell and I'm happy to be the chair of the Bermuda Institute of Directors here in Bermuda. Uh, we are one of the branches of the uh, IOD London, which is a long-standing um, IOD membership since 1903. Uh, my role as chair is really to bring together this executive um, committee, which we all take a part. It's it's all volunteers. It's all people other than executive director that we have here and Shirlene. Um, But we all play a part with um, having an ambassador role as well, dealing with membership, dealing with networking, dealing with um, communicating with the BMA and the ROC. So it really is director's program being run by directors for directors. Okay. And, and how many members do you have in Bermuda? We have 171 members um, okay. as of last month, and that number is constantly fluctuating. Um, we are Our membership is really broad in the sense that um, it covers a lot of industries, and so sure. we welcome people in every, every walk of life who is interested in uh, looking at a board director position to, to join and be a part of the organization. And, and so just... Uh, to understand that a bit better, how, how do you actually become a member of the Institute of Directors? Can you just 
yeah, walk in so the door you, and you there is no door unfortunately but there's a great <laughs> website <laughs> so okay. you can you can go to our website uh, click on membership our membership actually goes through the London office so it'll take okay. you to their website um, membership for international members is 225 pounds I, I know that's just under $300 about $280 um, okay and so you can join and in, the best part is you get access to everything that London offers as well as everything that we offer here in Bermuda so uh, you get the best of all worlds um, because the membership goes through our international office. Okay. Right. And becoming a member means that you're interested in becoming a director. You're interested in yes. good governance. Um, maybe you won't be a director, but you will have the experience to know what good governance is. Okay. Making business, your business, or the business you work for, um, stand out in Bermuda, I think. And does a candidate need to have any particular qualifications to become a member? They do. They okay. need to have the interest. They need to have some experience. Um, so if you know, if you were not working at this time, I don't see. Um, well, well, you probably would have potential to want to become a director. But you become an associate director or a full member director. Okay. Um, but it is for director mindset um, and so oriented people. Do you have to have a professional qualification to be able to join? For example, do you have to be an accountant or a lawyer or a no, actuary? Not what? No. No. Okay. And in terms of the benefits of becoming a member, um, what, what would be the benefits? I note that you have, you know, you can become qualified as you're talking about. There are different training packages. Perhaps you could tell me a little bit about them. Yeah, so the membership benefits include discounts for trainings. We offer a series of trainings, um, whether they be for certification, whether they be local trainings, uh, but it gives you discounts for those events. Networking opportunities, which is, again, a huge part of... Uh, you know, in being introduced and, and meeting people that are in the space, and which helps with information sharing as well as just connections and opportunities. Uh, and then the other part is that we have specific events that are for members only, and so it gives okay. you access to those events. Um, and so membership is, is really about, like, like Michelle said, it's really about expressing interest, um, and it's really about getting access. We also have the NXDD, which is our non-executive director's directory. That's a, a, full, a, <laughs> a, a mouthful. mouthful. Um, and that's a list that we have online. So you complete a profile, uh, and then that profile is accessible by individuals who are looking for potential board members. And so mm -hmm. you are... Uh, through your membership, you are listed in that directory as well as have access to it. Uh, and it's all online, so it, you can update it and keep it active. Oh, um, the only people who are listed on that directory are members. Okay, and so just to understand this, sorry, so you're listed in a directory. If somebody in Bermuda was looking for a director, a non-executive director, they could open up this list. That's what it allows them to do is see your name on that list. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a qualified so just to understand the qualification mm -hmm. of the Institute of Directors, I believe through reading on your website, you can attain a diploma. Yep. So there's um, three qualification okay. levels. So we have the, um, the, the company, the certificate in company direction, which okay. is our first entry level certification. And that's the completion of four courses. Uh, so once you've completed those four courses, you have the opportunity to go on and do the diploma course. Um, the diploma course is a single course that you have to take and exams. And I should mention with the CICD, which is what we, we call the certificate and company, um, the company certificate, is uh, you also have to take exams after each module. So okay. it's take the course, take an exam, pass it, and then once you've done all four, you get your certification. And then the diploma is a course and an exam 
and then you get your certification. And then the highest level is chartered directorship. Um, and there is no test for that. You really have to show the work that you've done as a director in order to qualify okay. for that role. So there is these three levels. And everybody is not necessarily trying to accomplish, you know, chartered directorship. Some people want the introduction information um, because they are working in the space of directors and might not actually be trying to achieve their directorship. So if you are an, 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 an working with uh, uh, any type of leadership role in your company and you're di dealing directly with directors yes. or di directly with the board, um, this information is beneficial because okay. you have an understanding of what the expectation is of that board. And so the who can attend is, is wide open. Um, but those are the qualifications that are actually offered. And in terms of timeline, how long does it take? So you talk about four modules as the first stage, the yeah. first step. How long would it take? Is that something that you do you get a manual and you just read it and then So we actually the offer or? the courses here locally. We do it virtually as well as in person. So okay. that process can take about eight months just because of how we have to space out the courses and because you also have to take exams. There is the option to take courses through the London office, but you have to be an early riser because, of course, they're on a time difference. So okay. that, that course starts at Four o'clock in the morning, yes. I think. Yeah. Um, so you can you can take that process. It's about it's about eight months once we look at the courses Start being finished out. Okay, uh, and then once you've completed that, you can take the diploma course. There is not any space I think that has to be taken, but there is a process that you have to go through for the Understood. diploma course. So you want to kind of put in practice a little bit of what you've learned through the CICD because the diploma course is about that the actual exam that you have to take is about practical situations. And okay. so you want to be able to have have those experiences to take that exam. Right. The diploma is more of a hands-on um, with a group of people that are all in the diploma course. Um, and at the end, you write a three-hour paper okay. um, from different questions. And, and it's all going to come from all the different modules, from financial questions to yes. how you're running the business. So it was quite interesting. And in terms of Bermuda, then, you, as you said earlier, you have 170 members. How many would have completed this diploma course? So we have um, we have currently eight chartered directors. Um, okay. We just added our newest one this month. So wow. we have four men and four <laughs> women, which is, is, is a perfect, um, perfect break, yes. perfect balance. Uh, we have 21 individuals that currently have their diploma. Okay. And then we have... Uh, 78 who have their their CICD certification. So that's the four modules. That's the four modules, right? right. And okay. so what we work to do is get people to move through that process to try to directorship if their end goal is to get their um, CDIR. Um, and what what do you offer as a CPD? So once you've completed the course, obviously regulation can change. Yep. Um, information is required you need an update do right. you do you support absolutely so we that? have courses that we offer through our london office which is uh they have various courses that they have and so quarterly we try to hold one of those courses through the london office and then monthly we have local um, pd courses with local companies looking at current trends uh current issues that may be occurring or, or really okay. providing that bermuda context and so monthly we have those sessions um we've we've actually kind of just to keep people engaged, been offering those courses for free. And so a lot okay. of people have signed up and had the opportunity to, to learn uh, through those courses. We have a, a phenomenal course coming up on Wednesday. 234 people are registered. So, okay. you know, we, we've got a, a lot of interest around what's happening locally, which which is important. because It's very um, important. You know, Bermuda is another world, they say, right? <laughs> and the fact that you don't have to be a member to sign up to these courses is even a bigger, um, giving you bigger potential because it, 
opens your eyes to the IOD. Absolutely. Um, yes. So it's it's a good offering. and You're learning something about regulations in Bermuda or something that's happening in Bermuda that's really um, essential to your business. Yes. Yeah. And so is it possible to become a non-executive director on a board of a company without being a member of the IOD? It is possible. It's very likely as well. But I recommend that you get the qualification that you need to become a great non-executive director um, it's just like taking courses and you get qualified to become one you can join a board if you mean you can join you can, a board, yes yeah, yeah. Yes. So you can join you a can board join without a board. being a member of the iod um, the benefit of being a member of the iod is that you are going into that position with knowledge yes um, i've worked in in consulting and, and worked with various boards and um, you always run across the person who has been doing this for years and then they go through a training, and afterwards they always say, I wish I would have taken this training years ago. Right. Um, because it's not an innate position. You know, we think because we're in an industry or because we've had an experience that we're prepared to go and sit on a board and provide oversight. And being on a board is so much more than just general knowledge. There really is a responsibility that you have in that position that if no one tells you and is very clear on what that direction is, you may not be doing the position very well. Right. Uh, and I always tell people, you can show up to every single meeting and still not be a good, good, board, me- good board member. So, you know, there's value in being a part of the IOD or an organization that provides you with guidance and information um, and then being able to take that information and adequately and sufficiently and, and do and that job value. well yes. uh, is, is the real benefit of, of being a part of an organization like the IOD. And if I can go back to the NXDD just for a minute, um, when, you, when businesses go on the website looking for a non-executive director, what they'll find is a name, their qualifications, their um, their background, and what qualifications they have. And it could be in different industries. It could be they have experience in IT, they have experience in trusts. So it's a different variety. So it, it's not just because you took a, a course with the IOD, but it's also your experience as well. Okay. So once they tag on that uh, person, we're going to have a LinkedIn um button that they can go and find out more about that person mm-hmm. but that's really the the gist of what we're involvement is so now it becomes just between the two of the interested person and the person they're interested yes. in hiring okay and you know you've talked a lot about how the iod in bermuda is affiliated with the iod in the united kingdom um is there so if you are qualified here obviously i'm assuming that because you're affiliated with the iod in the united kingdom you are then a uh, a, di- a qualified director worldwide, or, or how, how does it work exactly? Yeah, it is a worldwide qualification. We have individuals who are members of the IOD and have received certifications who sit on boards uh, around the world. Okay. So it is something that's recognized. There are branches of IOD around the world. So it is an organization that's not just Bermuda and the UK. Okay. Um, there's, there's, yeah. Gern, yeah, there's plenty of other, uh, Man of Isle, there's plenty of other Monaco, locations. Uh, Malta, yeah, okay. various. Okay. And, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but just to ask you more directly, so what is the fiduciary responsibility of a non-executive director? Fiduciary responsibilities, it's quite important that the director keeps in mind that there are responsibilities when they become a non-executive director. Um, Some of them are you're you're building upon the market-specific skills that the company has. You act within the powers set out in the company's memorandum of association. You promote the company's success. You exercise independent judgment. You exercise reasonable care, skill, and diligence. You avoid conflicts of interest. 
You do not accept benefits from third parties, and you declare all your interest in proposed transactions or arrangements. Um, recently, I read that the Bermuda Monetary Authority, the BMA, has recently issued a consultation paper to amend its insurance code of conduct. So the code is being amended to reflect international standards set out by the International Association of Insurance Supervisors. Another mouthful. (laughs) The proposal stipulates that the revised code now requires reinsurers' boards to include an appropriate number of independent non-executive directors. We've talked a lot today about non-executive directors. Uh, Could you perhaps explain the difference between an independent non-executive director and a non-executive director? They're one and the same. You are not part of that business. You are independent of that business. You're non-executive, so being executive would mean that you are part of that business. But as a non-executive, you are um, from the outside. You have a um, experience and wealth of knowledge that you are going to challenge okay. and make suggestions. So it's not the encompassed of that company, but you're an outsider looking in. Okay. Um, so that um, the, the BMA has issued those um, revisions. It has not been circulated as final yet. Yes, But it's very important that businesses realize that if the BMA are wanting um, additional non-executive directors on your board, then it's something that you should put in place. Now, it all depends on the size of the board, the complexity of the board, and how many directors that you might be looking for. But definitely, um, I don't think the BMA would see an all-executive board as very favorable. So if they're putting that in, they want to see some non-executives on that board. Okay. And I think the biggest part is to recognize that we have people locally in Bermuda who are qualified to sit on boards. Um, and so it, <clears throat> it very much is about recognizing that you don't have to go outside of Bermuda. Okay. That there are people here who are, are well qualified to sit on boards okay. um, locally. And, you know, the code goes on to say that the fitness of the board should be assessed every three years. So what implications does this have for both INEDs and non-executive directors. Right. So evaluation is really important. Um, I think boards can grow from having evaluations done. And that can either be a self-evaluation of the board itself, that you submit a a form you would get. um, We had questions. um, How do you feel the board is is doing? Um, Have you attended all your meetings? Be questions like that. Um, Do you feel that the strategy is going well? So different questions on this evaluation, either submitted to the chair or having an independent person come in and do the evaluation just to give an overall um, grade to that board. Because the board might have to change. It might have to change its composition if it's not doing well. Okay. And a big part of assessment, I think, is ongoing training. And and that's where the IOD can help as well. Um, Assessment and training should go together. And yes. so uh, the IOD, through our London office, we, we can offer in-company training, uh, but it is about really taking that internal look inside and making change. And I also thought, you know, in relation to saying the fitness of the board, it's a bit like doing a CPD. So are your board of directors conducting themselves in an appropriate manner? Are they keeping up to date? Am I correct in, exactly. in, in this? Exactly. So, so much is spent on employees being trained, but I think the responsibility of your business stops at the top. Yes. And it's the board of directors who are ultimately responsible for how your business runs. Yes. Um, so the training doesn't necessarily need to stop at senior management. It has to go to the, the, the training of directors as well. Yes. Um, just to keep your business healthy, getting 
Directors need to know what's going on in Bermuda, what's going on with world issues, and um, it's great training for them. Okay. And, you know, how is the Institute of Directors in Bermuda going to work or working already with the BMA and the industry to address this increase in demand for the independent non-executive directors? Right. So the BMA and the Register of Companies will never um, come out and say that you need to choose from the NXDD list. But they will promote the fact that having a qualified non-executive director on your board is essential. And if they come to do on-sites, if they speak to your directors, they'll know um, what the composition is. So I think it's very important for the IOD to stay very close with the BMA and with the ROC um, to know what their expectations are. And their expectations are high. So training the IOD offers is is something that um, can, can put you above that line. You know, I'd, I'd like to say we're very lucky here in Bermuda to have this facility available to us. Is You know, as we say, we've got the Institute of Directors in the United Kingdom. We have the Institute of Directors in Bermuda. It's an exceptionally lucky position to be in, to be able to offer that to everybody here in Bermuda. So I really hope they take advantage of it absolutely the iod is a tool um you know when 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 they are looking for a resource we are available to help them uh, just with from a training perspective but also through the nxdd and like i said earlier there are plenty of people who are qualified and sometimes it's just access you don't know who you don't know okay and so the nxdd will open the door for people to have access to people they may not already know to engage them to be on their board okay and in terms of future goals, then, can I ask you both what, you know, what are the future goals of the Institute of Directors? The future goals, I think it would be outlined like the IOD London. We want to be, have value for our members. We want to be part of the community of directors at all stages of their careers from different sectors and sizes of business. And we want to share our knowledge and support each other. We also want to advance skills of the directors with professional development and we'd like to gain insights to help you steer your, your organization to success with the directors that we have trained. And we want to be heard by the people that matter. So the authorities in Bermuda, and we want to share the views to help us represent directors' issues and concerns to the Bermuda government and regulators and the business and mainstream media. Yeah, I would say it's opportunity. Um, it's making sure that individuals who engage with us have the opportunity to better themselves. And so making sure that training is at top quality, making sure that we're, we're focused on what the trends are in current issues, uh, and making sure that people have access to whatever they are looking for. There's great offerings through IOD that go beyond just here. Like I mentioned earlier, there's great opportunity with links to the UK. And so yes. it really is about increasing membership, but also making sure that membership is fully taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented to them. Them. And I think the, the big part for me is is just growing understanding of what the IOD is. Um, you know, oftentimes people will hear something, but do they really know what it means to them? And sometimes when you hear the word director and it doesn't reflect who you are, you may not pay attention. And, you know, there are people who, who use directorship positions as a retirement plan. There are people who um, engage in this to improve their, their, their promotion through a company. So there's just opportunity to learn. And I think that's the big part is making sure that people understand who we are, what we are, and why we're important to them. Right. And just to say that it doesn't mean that you have to be in your middle age to become a director. I think <laughs> um, as a variety, like people should start looking at younger people who okay. are interested because they've got so many new ideas. And if they're taught the right, 
the right way, through experience, through courses. I think the potential there at a younger age is immense um, because we find ourselves, I won't say what age, but over, like over 50 and we're like, we think we're prepared for that, but there's so many opportunities for younger people as well. Especially within the nonprofit sector. It's a great training ground. So as a young person joining a nonprofit board and starting their career there, and I always say if you can start it right, like if you can understand the role and start as a director in a nonprofit or a company and start it right, start it with the knowledge that there's just upward momentum from there. Um, you don't have to catch up, right? And so right. if you start the process, um, it, you know, when, you, when you're looking at your career goals, engaging with the community, engaging with nonprofits, uh, starting it from there, learning about the position and then looking at how you grow in that space. And I think, you know, just before I sign off here today, one thing I perhaps did not touch upon that I'm now thinking about, you talked about, you know, becoming a non-executive director as a retirement plan and also start, but please do also consider it very much so from a young age. One thing I didn't ask you was, is it a paid position and do you run it alongside your day-to-day job? How does it work? You know, how does a board of directors, they meet quarterly? um, So in the nonprofit space, it's not a paid position. Uh, and then when you get involved in companies, they yes. do become paid positions. Yes. Um, it depends on the company that you're being asked to be the non-executive for. So it's something that they negotiate between the two of them. But it okay. is a paid a paid position. Yes. Okay. Very important to yes. know. It is. Okay. Well, I'd like to thank you both very much for coming on today. You've really opened up my eyes, certainly. Uh, so thank you to the chair of the Institute of Directors, Michelle Cardwell, and the executive director, Danielle Riviere. And I have been your host today, Shivani Sait. You've been listening to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series with host Shivani Sait. Check the Royal Gazette for the next episode. Thank you for listening.